It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. Diamond Show. I'm Coach T. Hope everyone is doing well tonight. Now it's the time to join Diamond in the Rough Football Recruiting.com. If you have not received a phone call from a college coach within the last two months, it is time to look at your plan B. Diamond in the Rough Football Recruiting is here to help you get to the next level. Once again, visit our website and let us help you get recruited. Please visit www.ditrfr.com. Make sure that you have registered for the Eligibility Center by going to www.eligibilitycenter.org. In order to take any official trips, you must be registered with the Eligibility Center. Also, make sure that you're preparing yourself for the ACT or ACT. Do not prepare yourself only for 707, but also make sure that you're preparing yourself for the ACT, SAT. SAT. ACT is more important than playing 707. High school juniors, make sure that you're registered for either the upcoming SAT or ACT test. Remember to list 9999 for your school to be sent directly to the NCAA Eligibility Center. 
and 9876 for your scores to be sent to the NAIA Eligibility Center. Repeating, high school juniors, you should be registering now for either the upcoming SAT or ACT test. Remember to list 9999 for your scores to be sent directly to the NCAA Eligibility Center and 9876 for your scores to be sent to the NAIA Eligibility Center. Here's a list of the dates through December. We only have one testing date for both tests. I will mention the one that's coming up this weekend, which is the SAT, which is done on May 2nd. Uh, if you haven't registered for that, most likely you will have to do a standby and hopefully that you can get in. The next testing date for the SAT will be June 6th, and for the ACT testing date will be June 13th. Once again, you juniors, make sure that you get your tests out of the way early. Uh, that way you can enjoy your senior year. Are you a football player wanting to reach your full potential? If so, Diamond Showcase is for you. Diamond Showcase Pittsburgh in Cheswick, Pennsylvania is a football showcase where they will elevate your football skills and teach you about the recruiting and eligibility process. Diamond Showcase is not just for football players. Parents are encouraged to take part as well. Positions are limited, so register today. The cost of the showcase is $95. Prices will increase on May 1st to $105 for late registration. The price for the day of the showcase will be $120 for all walk-ups. So visit www.ditrfr.com or diamondshowcasepits.eventbrite.com to register today. See you at the showcase. If you have any questions regarding the showcase, call 866-259-8271, extension 8. Again, that number is 866-259-8271, extension 8. This is Diamond Showcase. Have a good day. Yes, make sure that you uh, go ahead and register for the uh, Diamond Showcase in Pittsburgh. Uh, just <clears throat> uh, time is coming down to uh, very close and warm. I want to make sure that you guys get be part of the showcase. That way you can ex- get more exposure. We have several Mike schools, ACC, Big Ten schools coming along with D2, D3, and NAIA schools. I would advise you to register now. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, we have limited positions available. Once a position is filled, is sold out, we will not extend that particular position. And once we are sold out, we will turn away walk-ups. Also, in order to take part of the showcase, you must have your waiver form completed by your parents. Once you're registered, your parents will be sent a separate email with a waiver form. Also, I must announce tonight, since we're doing nationwide and we have a lot of Florida listeners on tonight, Diamond Showcase will be coming to Pope John Paul on July 18th. July 18th, we will have more information in regards to that. The Diamond Showcase will be coming to Florida once again. So make sure that you're registered. We will be running an early bird special beginning on May 1st. Now on to our show. We have two special um, math experts that's going to be joining us tonight. They're going to discuss the ACT, ACT math section of the test. Uh, I'm pleased to work it on the air. Uh, we have Miss Haywood, and we also have uh, Mr. Preston. How are you guys doing tonight? We're doing well, and yourself? I'm doing great. Thank you guys for joining us. Uh, Miss Haywood, give us a little background on on yourself first before we get going into the show. Um, my name is Sandra Haywood. I am a teacher in Palm Beach County. 
Uh, I presently work with seniors who are trying to get their academic um, requirements for graduation in place. Um, there have been several tests that they've prepped for the, the SAT and the ACT being, being one of, of two of them, and the third one being the PERS exam in the state of Florida. Um, my background is I started off as an engineer and um, changed careers and became a math teacher about nine, ten years ago. Um, and I've been teaching um, at the high school level for that period of time. Oh, that's great. Okay, Mr. P. <laughs> well, uh, I'm going to start off saying as a, as a former coach of 20 years, uh, student athlete means a lot to me. Uh, I've been a math teacher for 20 years, football coach for 17, basketball coach for 18 years at both the high school and collegiate levels. And uh, the SAT and ACT, I've seen how it affected, has affected our youth. And uh, I'm out here trying to help them prepare so they won't get caught in the changes. Mm-hmm. That's good. That's good. So, so you, you you know both sides. You know about getting to the collegiate level and also in the high school uh, in, in regards to that. I, I would say that's a, that's a fair assumption. Absolutely. Okay. All right. I, I don't know who's going to take what questions, but I have a question. Uh, the first question is, when should you take the SAT or ACT? Uh, I'll take that one. Uh, you should take the SAT or ACT uh, spring, year, spring of your junior year. Um, we say that because mathematically it's an Algebra two based test with some geometry, and those two classes are normally completed by the end of your junior year. So spring of your junior year, you should begin uh, your SAT. Some students may start uh, in winter, but I say spring. Oh, okay. All right. Okay. That's good. That's good. That's good advice there. As of, two, as of 2016, what is new on the academic eligibility grade point for the freshman eligibility? Um, the, new, the new GPA requirement is the 2.3. Funny you even asked that question. Because in high school, the academic eligibility uh, in most high schools is a 2.0. So if you're just eligible by high school standards, you won't even be eligible by collegiate standards. I have so ran across really that. Go ahead. I'm it's, sorry. It's, so it's really critical that um, it's really critical that the athlete, the student athlete, and their parents are on top of their academics. Yes, that, that, that you're is eligible for high school fall does not mean you're eligible at the collegiate level. That you know to be, uh, I run across this a lot because when I run across student athletes, uh, when I'm doing my spring tour, which I will begin tomorrow, is a lot of student athletes tell me that I'm eligible. Uh, I want to go D1. I'm eligible, and I actually, and the first thing college coach is going to act that's coming to South Florida for the next uh, three weeks. The first thing they're going to ask them, where you're at in the classroom. Uh, I'm doing okay. Uh, 2.0 is not going to cut it these days. Those days are long gone. So uh, student athletes out there take your academics very serious. Um, like I said earlier, too many student athletes are putting too much emphasis on playing 707. 707 is not going to get you a scholarship. 707 is not going to get you entered into an institution. Uh, SAT or ACT will. 
So make sure that you're taking your academics very serious. Uh, the NCA has changed a lot of rules, so uh, I, I hate to sound like a broken record, but your academics is first. You are student first, academics. You're student athlete, so keep that in mind. Okay, next question. What percentage of students cannot accept a Division One scholarship because they have not met the academic standards, either GPA or SAT or ACT? Well, it's been research-based that 31% of student athletes who have been offered a Division One scholarship cannot accept it because they have not qualified uh, either by the SAT or ACT and GPA sliding scale. Okay, hold, let me know. Stop right there because you know on National Signing Day, everyone signed a letter of intent. Does that mean you're automatically admitted into the into the institution? No, it doesn't. Uh, you may sign a national letter of intent. And you have to look at that last word, intent, um, to attend that uh, university. But they take your final GPA and and your and your ACT or SAT score to see if you're admitted. You know, you may be a point or two shy, and you're going to take it two more times before your final, before the summer is over. But if you do not qualify, you cannot accept that uh, grand aid, that scholarship. Mm-hmm. So all these student athletes that's running around and the parents running around saying my son is going D1 and they have not met those requirements, they would not be admitted into the institution. Pretty much what you're telling no. us. Yeah. Okay. All right. All right. What form uh, must a student submit to the Eligibility center at the end of their junior year. They need to have a 48-H form, which uh, at the end of the junior year, as you stated earlier, that they must get to the uh, clean NCA clearing house, um, and they must okay. realize on this 48-H form that it, it goes on 16 core courses. So you shouldn't have but a couple more core courses after your junior year to take. Student athletes don't realize they think if they messed up they can go back and take a class in their senior year to replace a class in their junior year. But after your junior year, when your 48 is sent, you can't replace classes. You may average the two, but you can't replace them to pull up your grade point like a lot of student athletes think. Okay, okay. Yeah, I know that rule changed there. And also now they call it the eligibility center. I know back in the day we used to call it the clearinghouse. Now they call it the eligibility center. That's that's new school, what we're using now, eligibility center. The old way used to be the current Um What math class is the SAT or ACT mainly uh, comprised of? I think you answered this a little earlier. Yeah, yeah algebra 2. Algebra 2. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. What is the average math score on the ACT in the state of Florida? 493. On, on the SAT, it's 493. On the ACT, it's 19 and a half. You can say 20. Okay. How does the uh, match with the sliding scale? How does that match with the sliding scale? Well, the sliding scale uh, of, of 493, because an essay on the SAT is verbal and math. That'll put you halfway there until next year. Uh, you know, the 2.0 to the 820 for Division Two. Uh, and it's a 2.2 and 
20. So you're halfway there, right there, in the state okay. of Florida, if that's the average. Okay. What is gained from students who take the ACT prep course? On the SAT, um, students usually, when they do a prepping for the ACT, there are points, there are points that go up about four points on average. Wow. So it is good to take that test. Absolutely. With, because, say, for instance, without prepping, you may get a 16, and prepping may get you to that 20 that you need. Yeah. Okay. Uh, which test is best for a student to take if they're very strong in mathematics? If they're strong in mathematics, you should take the ACT. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, if, if you're if you kind of struggle in mathematics, you should take the SAT because those tests vary differently. One want the SAT only wants to know what you know, and the ACT wants to know everything. Repeat that again. The SAT is graded mm-hmm. on what you know. You know, you only answer what you know on the SAT. On the okay. ACT, you answer everything. Right or wrong on the ACT, you you, you answer right or wrong. Right. You're penalized okay. a half a point on the SAT for every one you get incorrect. A quarter of a point, excuse me. Okay, you student so athletes, you, you hear that? It. That's good parent. Right. You student athletes out there, listen to very careful what he is saying because this is this is why it's very important to take your tests in the spring because a lot of you student athletes, especially uh, football players, you play on a Friday night, you go on in the next Saturday morning to take your test, and you playing uh, dot to dot and drawing smiley faces. These tests are very important. What he's trying to, what he's advising you. Be careful on which test that you're taking that you answer every question versus the other test you don't answer every question on. So go ahead and explain it to him again, Coach P. On the SAT, every question you okay. answer incorrect, you're, you're penalized a quarter of a point. Okay? So if you don't answer, okay. you're not penalized. But you still have to get right from right now. Right, right, ACT, right, right. On the ACT, they want to know everything you know. So it's best to answer all the questions. Yeah, that's, that's very good advice. That is very good advice. The okay. Test, the key to these tests is knowing the strategies for taking the test. That, that's the key component. You don't take the ACT like you take the SAT, and you don't take the SAT like you take the, SAT, like you take the ACT. What I found with my students is that uh, they'll go in, if they don't receive prep, they'll go in and they'll try to take the the test like you would take a classroom test. And and mm-hmm. that's not exactly the approach you want to use. You want to use strategies that will help you get to the correct answer. Okay. That's, that's very good advice there. Yeah. Okay. All right. This one here is for all our listeners out there listening tonight. Uh, what we specialize in, we may have other that's uh, just tuning in because of the math section of the uh, of the ACT and SAT. But this question here is mainly dealing with football. It says, do football players average or higher or lower on the SAT than their classmates? Uh, we have a research-based response to that. Um, on average, football players 
have made average 200 to 220 points lower than their peers, than their classmates. And that's preparedness. You can't spend all the for- time on, on, the foot, on the field and not put the time into the academics. That goes back to what I was saying earlier about playing 707. We need to, we need to have – this is what I like to see happen. You know how they go around playing 707 starting in December? I would like to have an ACT and SAT prep up to the test the same way, and we'll see a great difference. It's no saying that you can't do this, you can't do that. You know, I hear about these travel 707 during the school year where they go off on the weekend on testing dates, and then when they get into their senior year, they have not taken their tests. So um, your student athletes take these tests very serious. Um, Coach P and Ms. Haywood, I know you guys got something you want to say to the uh, middle school students uh, and student athletes. Go ahead, Dre, out the floor. Um, one of my my um, concerns that I want to make both parents and middle school student athletes aware of is that um, the more prepared you come to high school, the better. Um, it, it's important that you take and pass your Algebra One and your Algebra Two ELCs. Algebra One is, is a graduation requirement. Um, it's critical. I cannot overemphasize. It's critical that you, if you do take those tests in at the junior high school level or the middle school level, that you have those classes put on your high school transcript. They have to be on your high school transcript. It's the NCAA requirement. Those classes won't be recognized by NCAA eligibility if they're not on your high school transcript. And sometimes student athletes who are advanced, and we have a lot of those, take geometry and algebra one in middle school, and they are never put on their high school transcript, and you think you're done with your mathematics. And once uh, eligibility comes and you do your uh, 48-H form, and those classes aren't on the high school transcript, it becomes a mess. Mm-hmm. You understand that all of those uh, lower-level lower classes, those requirements have to be completed by the end of the junior year. So there isn't the luxury the senior year anymore of going back and correcting things. The parents have to make sure that that information is brought over from the middle school onto the high school transcript. Okay. All right. Last question. Uh, question number two in regards to middle school. Uh, go ahead and uh, respond to that. And I mean, uh, you guys have something you want to say in regards to core classes? Um, what we find happens the freshman year of high school. So we have this middle schooler who is now a freshman on a high, on a high school campus. What we have found happens happens in general, but is especially critical for the student athlete. You can't fool around with your core classes. You have to pass those classes. Some of you have to understand that some of the students in that classroom may not um, even seek to go to college. Uh, and if they do seek to go to college, they're not seeking to become student athletes at the collegiate level. So they may have space to play around. But because the requirements have changed and everything has to be completed for the the student athlete by the end of the junior year, freshmen no longer have the luxury of 
uh, blowing out their freshman year. And that requires that parents are on board. Um, parents need to make sure they're they are seeing them do their homework in their core classes. The core classes would be the math, science. the science, and the social studies. social studies and the English, the language classes, reading. No, just the language classes. So it's critical that the parents are involved that freshman year because the freshman year is where most high school students uh, just butcher their um, GPA. And, again, we have that sliding, sliding rule going on with the GPA versus the testing. You don't want to blow it your, your freshman year, and that's one of my biggest concerns about middle schoolers. I just yes. Add, I, go ahead. I just want to piggyback off you. All the time we spend at camp, all the money we spend traveling, invest in your child's future by preparing him or her academically, preparing for the test, uh, put him in the te test prep class. Uh, I, you're student athletes, and, and we kind of forget that due to all the bells and whistles that go along being a, a high school football player. Well, I, I, I'm going to... Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Sandra, I'm sorry. I was just going to say that piggybacking on what he just said, it appears that, that in the new requirements, the 2016 requirements, that the NCAA is saying that, hey, we're not just looking for you to pass a test. We want to make sure that you have developed the, the skill set for learning that will make you a successful student at the collegiate level. It's not just passing the test. It's mastering the material, just as you will master or perfect your craft as, as a football player, it's equally as, as critical that you master in the classroom. The expectation that I have of my student athlete is that he or she is the leader in the classroom. I should be able to take a step back and they could take over academically. And when it used to be that way. We need to get back to that because most certainly at the NCAA level. That is the shift, and that is the expectation. And, and just, just to piggyback on, on what both of you guys said, um, we, we're, the show is coming to a close, but to let you guys know, don't invest in a pair of Jordan or LeBron. I know that parents don't, don't are not going to like what I'm about to say. If you put $400 in a pair of shoes and you refuse to get your student prep for ACT and SAT, Yes, they look good and all that. The only thing you're doing is support Jordan and LeBron. You know, I had a parent tell me the other day that they could not afford to come to my camp because she just purchased a pair of LeBron shoes for four hundred dollars. So, you know what I told her? You know, unfortunately, we don't have labor for LeBron. You know, four hundred dollars pair of tennis shoes for a high school kid, and when you can come to a camp, possibility of getting a twenty thousand to a two hundred thousand dollars scholarship. So. Uh, parents get you to be very wise in regards to that. I, I, you know, I'm not here to tell you how to spend your money on your student athlete, but we're just trying to give you good advice in regards to preparing for the SAT and the ACT math section of the test and also uh, preparing to come to our camp, you know. Uh, so just be very careful uh, how you invest your money because I know some of these travel leagues, they charge $700. Uh, you know, a guy told me they pay $700 to get the bill on, on a travel team. For what? You play five games, playing 707. College coaches are not allowed to be at the 707 tournament. So what are you doing? You're running around and you're not preparing yourself 
put that $700 into an ACP and SAT prep course and make sure you're underclassmen. The junior classes, if you don't have a 2.3, you guys are in trouble right now. I can tell you that right now. You might as well start looking at a junior college because the requirements and what you need to score in the test in order to get into a Division One program. Do you guys agree to that? Absolutely. So, you know, there's, a, there's an, an expectation that, you know, the NCAA understands that, okay, some we only have some, some af- really good athletes fall by the wayside, you know, by changing our requirement that it be completed at the end of the junior year. But, but, but you know, that's the shift. Yeah, that is it. Okay, I want to thank uh, Mrs. Haywood and Coach P for being on the Diamond Show tonight. I will talk to you guys down the road. We will do this again. This is very fun. Uh, next Sunday night we will have the English section on from 6.30 to 7. We will have Ms. May, uh, Mrs. Mickin on next week, and she will talk next Sunday night, same time. Don't forget to like if us on have, Facebook. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I mean, if they have any questions for us, they could email us at superior, S-U-P-E-R-I-O-R, academics, A-C-A-D-E-M-I-C-S, prep, at gmail.com. If anyone has any questions. Okay. Or, go ahead. You must email us at Superior Academics with an S prep at gmail.com. Okay. There you go. Thank both of you guys for being on, and we definitely will be talking again down the road. All right. Don't forget to like us on Facebook at The Diamond Show, at Diamond in the, Diamond in the Rough Recruiting. Follow us on Twitter at DITRFR. Also, don't forget, to follow, uh, don't forget to download our programs on iTunes at Diamond Show. Also, refer the show to a friend or a teammate or another parent. If you have any general questions or suggestions or show topics, give us a call at 866-259-8271, extension 11. Thank you for taking the time out of your schedule to join us on the radio show. We know that your time is very busy. We appreciate your time. Join us on Wednesday night at 630. We will have another special guest from the, from the Pittsburgh area, a student athlete on the show. Everyone have a great night. Thank you for joining us. Are you a football player wanting to reach your full potential? If so, Diamond Showcase is for you. Diamond Showcase, Pittsburgh and Cheswick, Pennsylvania. Lucky Land Casino, asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.